Hi guys, this is Lairo here. Hi guys, Mazen here, and welcome to this week's edition of ReaderPod. So, kicking things off, I just want to say we're sorry we missed last week. I was actually out of action because I had to get surgery, but now I'm back relatively and surviving. So, Lairo, what did I miss last week? Absolutely nothing. Ah, okay. By the way, uh, just uh, to notice, we've updated our privacy policy. Uh, could you have a look at it when you're free? We have a privacy policy. Yes, we do. Okay, I will definitely have a look. You should, and a lot of you might have gotten similar mails like that as well. So, in case you're wondering why you're getting so many mails that saying that people have updated their privacy policy, it's because the GDPR has officially come to effect. So, for those of you who don't know, GDPR is a new EU regulation, which pretty much states that all these companies that deal with data with EU citizens now have to give greater control. To these citizens of their data, this means that you have more control over that data, and the companies that collect the data also have to justify why they're collecting that data. So that's now in effect, and it's pretty scary actually when you think about it. Well, yeah, I mean, just days well, after this was implemented, Facebook and Google were already hit with lawsuits. Exactly. Actually, that's not days. Day. It's exactly one day after GDPR. Exactly. That's why it's well. Yeah, that's why it's so scary for the companies. I mean, because you have these lawsuits. I mean, that was eight point eight billion worth, right? Combined that lawsuit. That's the thing about GDPR. The thing about GDPR is that right now everyone's still wondering. You know, how do I be actually compliant? Because this requires not just clear consent and justification for collecting personal data. But whenever a developer is building an app now, he has to actually build it with data protection by design. It's like right from the start, you have to implement data protection as well. And it's like if you fail to do so, the the fines are huge. And for companies like Facebook, Google, Amazon, it's four percent of their global revenue. But it's like let's say you know like let's say Facebook was found you know guilty of violating GDPR, like. Then you would say, "Yeah, sorry, you was four percent of your global revenue. How much money did you make again this year, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg?" Well, I mean, on the other hand, it's really good news for the users, right? This is amazing news for the users. It's like this is kind of the legislation we need. It's a, it's not perfect thing, obviously. I mean, people like us, we are not directly benefiting. I mean, if they violate our data with this stuff, nobody's gonna care. But it's like right now, this only applies to EU citizens. But nonetheless, this is a step forward because the companies are rolling it out to all of their users. That's why we are getting those mails as well. So it's like they're giving us. It's easier, you know, just to give it out to everybody right in one shot. Because after Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, data protection is the big thing that we all want nowadays. Yeah, quite true. Quite true. And GDPR is like I think something you know that every government should actually you know look at and try to localize it. Because I mean, we've tried also, like you know, copying legislation from other countries. It hasn't worked out really well. So, obviously, we need something that works for us. But we really should start looking at it because Sri Lanka, of course, in terms of data protection, we really don't have much at all. In other news, now um, you might have heard about Disney's potential acquisition of Fox. Um, now, for those of you wondering. Disney has actually pitched Fox that they will pay fifty-two point four billion US dollars, and in return, they will get 
majority of foxes as such does no. that mean that the x men will come to the marvel cinematic universe that is uh, that is highly likely deadpool against thanos that is unlikely god damn it lyro <laughs> yeah cuz uh, now before i get into that now it's actually a big much bigger story than you know just merely getting the wolverine or the other x men characters featured on one of marvel's movies with this acquisition disney will potentially get a huge upgrade in terms of their intellectual properties now yeah that's a understatement i mean disney already owns what i mean they got star they, wars they got they got star wars they got uh, marvel studios um they have pixar pirates of the caribbean yeah and they have the you know the disney stuff as well yeah fun fact apparently disney could be the world's third largest navy you told me something about this earlier <laughs> what what is it how how is that possible because like you take all the boats at disneyland and everywhere else suddenly you know you have the third largest navy there that's a weird thing to have for a company like disney so interestingly now what most people actually think of you know okay disney is buying out fox okay they just want the marvel characters not really there's a lot more going on for instance disney is building their own streaming service oh yeah then that's something netflix has been worried about for a long exactly. time exactly yeah so starting next year netflix will lose out on some of disney's properties like intellectual properties like uh, the marvel movies the pixar movies so they'll be pulling out all the all of their content next year and putting them on their own streaming service now imagine a scenario where uh, they will acquire properties like avatar uh, simpsons so imagine stuff like that coming on board one streaming Ooh. service for on top and of that then it's all proprietary and everything exactly like nobody else gets exactly. it exactly and top that off with the, the x-men stuff the marvel stuff oh, the disney stuff like that's like all of the most valuable ips like just going into one place all locked up exactly so oh. a lot of these so a lot of these players in the us market they're going up against netflix even dc which which has nothing to do with this mind you even dc is coming up there with their own streaming service as well oh that explains like you know why netflix is you know diversifying their portfolio it's known that you know netflix is actually spending so much money into creating their content that they're actually in debt but it's also interesting is that what i find is that netflix is actually diversifying the type of content they create so i mean we know they've created hit tv shows like house of cards and so many more right orange is the new black etc but do you know that they actually diversify the type of content the thing with netflix is they have data before they make any series so it's like for house of cards they actually analyzed you know what shows everybody watches so they identified okay a show which features kevin spacey with this director will definitely be a hit and they applies it's that's just a rough overview because netflix only gives a rough overview on how their internal processes work but that's just a glimpse they gave us into how they create their shows if you take netflix's portfolio i find it fascinating because Not only are they they're making hit shows like you know House of Cards and Orange is the New Black, but they're also actually now looking at shows with YouTubers. Like they've actually given a show to Vox called Explained. Yes, I saw one episode. Yeah, really, really good. Exactly. I even so any, anybody who's been following their YouTube videos would know how good. No, that's exactly are. why they actually bankrolled it. And then of course you have them digging into anime as well. So they're diversifying their content so that you know they're. 
it's reaching a wide audience. So you have the hit shows that hit the US market and the general market. Then you have these audience that reach the Asian market with anime and everything else. And then you have the YouTube, like if the younger audience you're trying to reach through, you know, YouTube shows and so many more. So it's all about control. I mean, sure, you can say Netflix is losing money, but they need that right now to survive because with Disney making moves like this. The story doesn't end there. So things got a little more interesting when uh, a little over a week ago, Comcast gave their own offer to Fox. Wait, Comcast is also wanting Fox? Yes. See, okay, just to be clear, both Comcast and Disney are shareholders of Fox. Oh, okay. Here's what's going to happen. Now, Disney already made the offer, 52.4 mm-hmm. billion for, you know, intellectual properties. And Comcast, they want to block Disney. That's their Ooh. main goal. Yeah, sounds really cruel, but you can understand why they would want to do that. They're assholes, but they're honest assholes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I badly want to see X-Men in Marvel. You uh, and me both, I, okay, actually, more, I'm more interested in seeing Deadpool go against Thanos. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so they made an all-cash offer. It's possible that Foxville might go ahead with Comcast, but this actually puts in another problem. We in Sri Lanka might not see Comcast as a big player because we are not used to hearing that name, but when you, when you say Disney, we all know, okay, they own Star Wars, they own Pixar and all that. In the house of mouse we trust. <laughs> yes, but Comcast actually had pitched earlier that they wanted to buy out Fox, but the Fox board actually refused them for some antitrust issues. Oh, okay. But why are they not? Are they, they interested in them now? Interesting question. Because now, that particular antitrust issue, which relates to AT&T, if that particular antitrust issue is resolved, there's a high chance that they might Fox might actually go ahead with Comcast. Oh. Yes. So Fox goes into Disney, then that means like people like Netflix and Amazon and everyone else in the streaming space have to spend even more to create original content. Exactly. Because all the the great established IPs are now will end up in the house of mouse. So I mean, if it goes to Comcast, what does that mean? Well, for one thing, Comcast also have their own plans. Because interestingly, what most people don't notice is whoever actually ends up Acquiring Fox also ends up owning a service like Hulu. Oh, wait, wait, Hulu? Yeah, so again, Comcast and Disney, they're both shareholders of Hulu. They own part of Hulu. Oh, Fox also. So So it's like then, like, whoever owns Fox gets gets that percentage as well. Oh, so they get a double stake in Hulu. Yes. So they become the they have controlling interest whoever be it Comcast or Disney. This is scary, exciting, terrifying. Like I mean, yeah. So whatever happens, so Disney didn't actually respond to that all cash offer Comcast made. But nothing will be done until the Fox shareholders meeting, which should happen later this summer. Once a shareholder meeting happens, the board will actually decide on whose offer they'll be going forward with. Right. So once that happens, we'll know for sure if the Disney Fox deal is happening. Yeah, I mean, whoever gets it, I mean, though, then again gets a lot of power. But conversely, I mean, it also might open up doors for independent directors and stuff because people like Netflix, Amazon will all be looking for new content and exciting stuff. True, exactly. In the long run, I think this should be a really good thing. Whoever ends up 
Acquiring Fox. Well, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, what we have for this week. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Till then, see you then. <laughs>